0: Hey guys, I'm André boas listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget,
1: whatever happens, the future is bright, future's lily-white. Come on, you Spurs. Hello, and welcome to Echoes of Glory. I'm ASD. I'm, I'm Rob. It's good to have you back, mate. It's been a while. How are you? I'm doing really well, mate. How are you? Good, thanks, man. You're in your nice Spurs top. Is that, is that game wear? Do you have a certain uniform that you wear to games?
2: Well, i mean today thermals uh was the right. order of the day uh without going into too much detail but um yeah so obviously i've got this sh- got the uh shirt yeah and uh and then just to flare up really hold today it was uh it was a cup of tea and uh spur signature pie by the way i tried that today uh, for the first time and uh, i heartily uh recommend the spur signature pie yeah
1: not even Goodbye. paid to say that. Yeah, we're not even no. paid to say that. Do you know remember... what? We should, we should, <laughs> we should be. Thanks, <laughs> Daniel, if anyone's interested. Yeah. But <laughs> we've slagged them off over the last 13 years. I'm not sure. Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe we owe them a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I remember going to a Europa League game, and you know, you, you go to work, and you, I, I didn't take any thermals, but you know, it's five past eight kickoff, and you, you get there, and you've got your thin work shoes on, and you put your feet in the old boy, and you're on down onto concrete, and like, you just oh. freeze. like, And it gets to your core. You know
2: it was one of those weird ones today now, obviously it's been it didn't go below freezing but it was just one of those damp, cold, misty oh, It, was, it yeah. was just a horrible day to be walking around going to football, especially when you lose uh anyway. well, yeah
1: let's <laughs> just talk about that so um i I didn't expect to win, like we have got six first team players out, mm. which is half a team, and you take three out and you've lost all of the connections and all of the balance of the team we've lost we've got six out I'm not making an excuse we should have a squad that can at least compete in that game we lost 2-1 blah 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 but but I didn't expect to win like Villa on a bit of a uh, high at the moment it is what it is right
2: yeah we um so I've not seen any of the uh I know the game is on telly today but not seen any of the kind of pundit chat or I don't know how the game came over on, on the tv but like you, when I saw the lineup, I was like, wow, okay, so we've got like four fullbacks <laughs> playing in defence. Right. This is going to be interesting. So, and from where I was sitting, anyway, the first 30 minutes, honestly, I, I, it's no exaggeration. I said this to my, um, my son, Sam, that I, I thought we were sensational going forwards. It was some of the best stuff I think I'd se- I've seen. I mean, the little intricate one-touch play, the passing, some of the, the Celso through balls, and I thought we were absolutely sensational going forwards for about half an hour. Should have been about, I don't know, three or four nil up, whatever, offside goal or two. And so <clears throat> I actually thought that considering the injuries and considering the amount of disruption that the team's had, um, that actually we we did really, really well. And some of the players that came in today. I mean, I don't know how long. Well Le Celso started the Fulham game, didn't he? In the Cup, Carabao Cup. And I don't know when the last time he started a game was before that. Um and I thought he played really well today actually. I I did. I thought there was a little bit at the start of the second half where we went missing, but only for about five, ten minutes. And actually I thought he was he was great today. And so that you definitely have to take some of the positives out of the game. But I thought today was one of those games where when you take 30 goals a season out of the team, uh, today was one of those games when you really miss it. I think Mm -hmm. when you we just need, if Ollie Watkins had been in a white shirt today, the positions that he was taking up in the box and stuff, we'd have probably won that game. And uh, we were just not clinical at all. You know, I mean, the keeper played well, their keeper played well, but you know, he's a World Cup-winning keeper, and you expect him to play well. Um, we just were really had no cutting edge in front of goal. We were trying to overpass it, trying to score the perfect goal. That was my perspective, anyway, from my seat, and I found that really, really frustrating. And I think that they've got to figure out in January, and it's so difficult in January, is it? What do you do? But they've got to figure out a way that they can either keep Son in the in the centre or do something about about that. Um I think the worry for them is if if I the the only other criticism I would have of them is that for the last few games go- I mean I've I've only missed one game this season at home. And I think the style of football is brilliant and all the plaudits that we've given on here and that everyone else it seems has given Spurs and Postacoglio and everything I you know is is richly deserved because as i just said the style of football is unbelievable but at this level I, I think you have to have an element of game management even still and at the end of the first half whatever it went on for like 50 well it went on for like three hours the first half but the you know just to, the little tippy tappy stuff 90 seconds from half time when you're winning one nil i maybe i'm old school but i think that's just naive you know just Get rid of it up until it's just uh, to half time. Like not yeah. five minutes for half time, not ten minutes for half time, but literally when he's got the whistle in his mouth, get rid of it and get in the changing room and re and regroup. And the last two or three games now, they've they've been guilty of that. And I, I that is frustrating for me. And and I don't think Poster Cogger is going to change that, right? I think that's his way. And I think that is one area where Clearly, I'm in the wrong because he's a professional football manager with a lot of success, and I'm not. <laughs> but I, I we, we are in disagreement there, me and him, and I, I do find that really, really frustrating. You know, you have to you have to manage the game.
1: You this know, is what we said after the Chelsea game, where if you've only got one way to play, it it just means you 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 haven't got a bunch of other ways to play, and there there are times where. You know, it, it might be magnificent to play at Uber Highline when you got two men sent off against Chelsea. And you could draw a game, but, and it might be—it's amazing yeah. to put a flag on the ground, and say that's how you want to play. And when you've got eleven f- players fit who are perfectly matched for that, that's great. We could have got an extra point. We could have been two. We could have got two point, two more points. You know, we could have got a draw against Chelsea. We could have yeah. got a draw against Man. this team today. And I, just, I totally agree with you.
2: This feels a little bit naive, but. And the atmosphere was a little bit quieter, I think the oh, really? the Terry Venables news, I think a lot of people got that as they were going to the ground and you know, probably only half the people in the ground were that felt closely affiliated to Venables because they're not old enough to be around when he was the manager. But um there was a lovely tribute before before the game actually to him. I don't know if that came over on the on the on the TV. But I think that sort of affected the atmosphere a little bit. And then when Benton Kerr got injured and when he went off which was just heartbreaking. It was almost like someone popped a balloon, and uh, and that I, I thought that affected the players actually as well. Even though, you know, he wasn't carried off and he sort of hobbled off and everything, they, you could see that they. It was I think a combination of the fact that they just lost another injury, they'd lost their best player, and uh, and they were obviously all gutted for him. And I I thought actually they never quite got the momentum back or recovered from that. Actually, it was a bit odd. To so that.
1: I mean, Matty Cash, utter disgrace. He should have gone for that, I think. He's yeah, never it's getting it's the fair. ball studs up. That's not a biased thing. Because then the other one that is doing the rounds is, oh, who is it, um, the elbow by Diego Carlos on Brian Hill. Have you seen that?
2: Yeah, yeah I, I saw a replay of that on my phone. It, but another bad tackle. And um, Cash has got four when he was Spurs. He, he put Doherty out for four months, didn't he, or something? Filthy
1: man, filthy bastard. Yeah, but... he was filthy.
2: But I, I don't know why they I, I took him off, I guess, because... He was going to get a red, he went off at half-time.
1: Of got a bit excited, didn't he? Mm. Right, it's worth going back over the players we've got out. So, Basuma's out, suspended. Madison out. Perisic, out. Richarlison, Romero, Saar, Sessignon, Solomon, v- Mickey van der Ven. Now, if you take out Basuma, Romero, Saar, van der Ven, I think you're screwed. I mean, Saar you can replace with Bentker, but van der Ven and Romero... You know, rocks at the back. Suddenly, you're throwing players in who weren't expecting to start, who haven't played with each other. It, it's just a problem. I think we need to remember this: that when they come back, we'll be in a much better place. And yeah, this I is agree right. And but, and just have one window. January yeah. will make changes. Next summer, there'll be big changes. And suddenly, yeah. but what is interesting is, like you were saying, with the 30 points moving, is is the balance shifts, and that totally skews the game. So what what we have now is Sun has got. The number nine shirt effectively and it's his job to go and score the goals then Kulicewski's come in from the right wing to become number 10 which shifts the balance of his game but I think Hoiberg in the middle had a huge, has a huge role now because in the Conte role he was a stopper and then pushing the ball forward a little bit, now he's got to take a ball, turn and move it forward quite aggressively, quite quickly he's, he's very dynamic and he's not that player he's a very good player but he's not Bissouma and I think that you know, as soon as that balance changes, then the defenders have to do something different and it just throws everything out. And we're just suffering from that a little bit. And, you know, the next four games are going to be horrific because the balance is all off, but we yeah. know that. And it's only just gone to show that when Ange has got it at the sweet spot, when it's going right, it's right. And when it's not, it's not. And that's cool. We know that. Absolutely. And and, and I mean, certainly no, no other
2: reaction here. And, uh, and And I hope everybody i mean it, the 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 atmosphere in the ground when when we were losing i mean it wasn't it, it wasn't bad to be honest at all, clearly, we've got so many players out, but the style of football that they're playing is still really really good, yeah <clears throat> it's still really high energy, we still look dangerous, and I think it's testimony to the work that he's done that i mean if all that, if 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 we'd have had nine injuries under conte, i mean goodness, what it would have been like would have been a render. so is testimony to the work that he's done with the group of players that they're still able to put in a performance like that, especially in in the first half. And as you say, once all those players are back and are fit, um, you know you can have a real run at the league in the second half of the season and finish top That's four, it. top top five. Um, and you know they just they just got to get they've just got to get ev- everybody fit and. You're absolutely right about Hoiberg. He he just can't take the ball on the half-turn. He just, he, it's just not his game. And Basuma, you know, is only missed today, didn't he? I think he's back against Man City, isn't he? Just one game. So, you know, hopefully. And also, although I have to say that <laughs> I was about to say that we don't know yet the extent of Benton Kerr's injury. And, you know, you don't know. Hopefully it's not too bad. But I think you can often tell by the reaction of the player when he goes off and uh, he, he looked... Although he walked off, he 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 hopped down the tunnel. He didn't put any weight on his foot and his body language suggested that he'd um, he'd certainly done something fairly significant to his ankle. Mm. So very sad for him.
1: Yeah, he has gotta get through to Christmas, haven't we? Gotta just just see these games out, and just take whatever happens. It's really I d I don't know how to feel about it because the style's amazing, but we're losing, but it could be mm. good. You know, it, it I but it could, it feels like it could be better. I'm not I, do I have some doubts about Ange? No, do I want to see him have a little bit more flex? Yeah, but is he showing us the best football we've seen ever in my lifetime? You know, I yeah. So I I don't know what to think about it at the moment. I just don't know, and I'm I'm just looking forward to next year when we have the start because if we can bring in Mickey Van Der Ven and James Madsen, they can have that much of an impact. Then it's great. And Brennan Johnson, I'm a you know he plays well for Wales in the week. Didn't get the result we needed, but. He's a really exciting young talent. Imagine what it would be with three more of them coming in. And Vicario, yeah. obviously, as well. So I don't know what to feel about I Suppose I'm enjoying it, obviously. I just don't know what to feel about it.
2: Yeah, I know what you mean. And I think we said this at the very, very, very start of the season, episode, whatever it was, that like you've got to be... Whatever happens, you've got to be winning games at Tottenham. So, you know, my... Um, Sam was saying this to me on the way home. He was like, so if we lose at Man City, which you have to assume that, you know, it's a free, it's an absolute free hit, in it man, going to Man City. So, so that's four on the spin. He said, and then we got West Ham, and that's always a really hard game. He said, what happens if we lose five on the spin? I was like, well, you can't really lose five on the spin when you're a manager at Tottenham. Like, there'll be you'll be under, you know, and so... Styles great and I'm not I'm certainly not saying that I think that he's gonna get the sack if we lose against City and lose against West End, but you, you he's gotta still even if even if we don't get those players back till March, we don't sign anyone in January, and it is what it is, he's gotta win games. He has to win games.
1: That's what I said to my dad. I was like, we we had all that praise at the beginning, so we were just winning, winning, winning. Imagine we were just stretched those out and it was win-win loss, win-win loss. We'd be far more level headed about this. It's just mm. It's happened in the complete opposite you know the balance is still there uh, if you look at it over the the to in terms of totals but the current form isn't great and it's not looking good for the next couple of games but yeah. it is looking good and this is why I'm getting so confused yeah
2: i mean i mean if we if 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 sund was able to time his runs half a second better today right. and and if and if Kulasky could square a ball from the right hand side, actually, and not put it behind him, we we'd we'd have been four nil up at four one up yeah. at half time. So, you know, we we look sensational going forward. I think when you play Davis and Royale in the centre half position it doesn't take a genius to work out that you need to have someone over five foot eight and just whip a ball in and the chances are they're going to get their head on it, which is exactly what happened. Right. And I think, I mean, what is that? If you're Eric Dyer, I mean, what does that say to you about, you know, what's happening? Um, You know, I mean, crikey, I don't think we're going to see him again unless literally, I mean, they'll probably put an appeal out for any fans that have got boots before he get, he starts another game. And, um, but yeah but on, on under all of that under all of that i I have you do have to keep some perspective It's still spurs it's a massive club we should be finishing top five top four this year, and he can't lose too many more games without getting some points on the board unfortunately he's you know it is still a business, so yeah. I'm sure it will settle down. You never know. Like the, ch- the after everything, the football's the sort of game. We'll go to we'll go to the Etihad next week and get a result. You know who knows. So it's all good. Nothing surprises
1: it's, me anymore. Yeah, that's it. It's 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 all good. It's all good. Uh, you mentioned Terry Venables. He uh, played for us. He obviously died today. He played for us. Yeah. Managed us. He's he owned. You know my earliest memory of Spurs really. We had the video of the '91 semi-final and, F- and FA Cup final. Um, I can remember, still remember a lot of that team. Like I can remember a lot of the Forest team as well. I remember like just I remember Edinburgh and Steve Sedgley, and David Howells, Mabbott, Gascoigne, obviously injuring himself and Samways and Lineker. I just remember it. I, if I remember that final, I mean if, if this is where we need stutter, but. We missed a penalty, didn't we? Went one 0 down to a Stuart Pearce free kick, I think. Gazza got injured.
2: Stata would be able to tell us the exact second and minute that that happened and the longitude and, la- and, la- and latitude <laughs> on the pitch. Um, but he, uh, he he was super hyped at the beginning of the game. Yeah. And uh, and he um and he got injured, you know, in the first sort of fifteen minutes. And Stuart Pearce stepped up and whipped a left foot one from thirty feet, for thirty yards, and uh, yeah, Tortsford never moved. One 0 down. Um, <clears throat> then we got a penalty uh, in, a, in the early part of the second half, uh, which Lineker missed. That's it. Um, and um, uh, and then um, it was basically a kind of <coughs> Des Walker own goal, really, that put it. Put, it, put it back to 1-1. Mabot was, uh, if if he hadn't have headed it in, Mabot would have put it in. It was so close. And that was redemption for Mabot because, of course, Mabot was the one that scored the own goal, uh, four years earlier when we lost against Coventry in, in 87, 87, which I, yeah. I was, I remember as well. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm sad to say, but I do remember it. And, um, uh, and then, um, and then Paul Walsh, um, well, I think he may have even been on by that stage. Uh, and then, yeah, little, little neat little, um, little one too with Paul Allen, uh, between Naeem and Paul Allen. Naeem played brilliant ball over to Paul Allen, and he just slotted Paul Stewart through, and Paul Stewart put it away. And Paul Stewart had originally joined Spurs at the same time as Gascoigne in um, in 88, and he joined as a striker, Paul Stewart, and he never really joined for a million quid, which was a lot, a lot of money then, yeah. and he, never, he never, uh, never really landed, never really made it as a striker at Tottenham, and by that point had... He reverted the following season. Venables bought Lineker and put Stewart back at the midfield, and um, yeah, but he was a striker, and so consequently, when he was two on goal, you know, he was going to sort it away, and he and he absolutely uh, absolutely buried it. But uh, it was a great game, great game, and we were up against it really. Forrest were playing really well at that time, and we were kind of in so-so form, finished mid-table again that season. So it was a great day, and it, and it's testimony to the kind of stuff that people like like what the impact that Venables has and people like Venables has in football that they have on your life that here we are 33 years later and I can name all of that starting 11 and I remember the game and, and, you know, it's the, uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, Venables was, was a larger than life character. Fantastic. He had so, so record at Spurs. Like we finished, um, Mid, he he joined in the November after Pleat, as I remember it. Pleat got sacked because we were rubbish, and then he had a so-so season that year. But he didn't have a great have a, have a great squad. And then he and, and then his first proper summer transfer window brought Gazza, bought um, uh, bought Paul Stewart, and we had Gaza and Waddle at that point, and Paul Stewart, which which was great. And then again so-so the second his. his the second season, then bought Lineker and then Lineker started slotting the goals. And that 89-90 season, I think we finished third, I think, or fourth. And then the following season, mid-table again, but won, but won the Cup. And it was that 89-90 um, and then 1991 season that Gascoigne was, uh, you know, it was just sensational one-man team, really. Yeah. Very sad today. He's brilliant. So, so many players coming out talking so effervescently about him that, you know, he was clearly a larger-than-life character, a brilliant tactician, and uh, yeah, it was his it was his activities, you know, kind of off the field that stopped him from no longer run with England on the field, really, wasn't it?
1: Bit bit sad. Yeah, he's uh, he had a lot of business interests with a lot of interesting people, didn't he? But it's interesting how those matches, There's some matches that just make just make it for you. I I weirdly I, I think I can name more of that team, even though it wasn't there. And I was four when the game happened. Than I can kind of the Champions League final that I went to. You know, I can't really remember much about that team. I could probably do it, but just through recent familiarity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a proper like a big part of Spurs history. You know, really a common face when you think of Terry. You think of Spurs. So yeah, sad times. Apparently died of a long illness, so maybe he's at peace now. So good luck to him, or well, rest in peace is probably more more appropriate. Uh, any more to say on the... Linica, What's your point of view on Linicar as, as a Spurs striker? Did he did he do it for you? The favorite,
2: the favorite, my top three centre forwards I've ever seen play at Spurs in order: Harry Kane, Jurgen Klinsmann, and uh, and then Gary Linicar. And probably Greaves would probably be number one or two in there, but I'm not that old, so I never yeah. saw him play. But um, Linica was. I mean, he was just an absolute goal poacher. He was absolutely ruthless in front of goal. Um and you know, particularly in the 90 season was was the difference with Gazza, really, the two of them together with the absolute were the difference. I thought he was a great player. He wasn't a team player, really. Didn't really motivate the players around him. He didn't get the impression that he was one of the lads, really. Um uh, with with him, but yeah, I mean, he was there. He was a great player. He was so quick. He had such pace. He was yeah. so quick. Yeah, he was really quick. He was he was
1: the real deal. And then LaCelso, how are you feeling about Lascello? I've always
2: day liked day. I've always liked Gio, and I've 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 never quite understood why managers have never never kind of trusted him. I guess he goes missing in games, I suppose, um, and he's he can lose the ball sometimes, but. I've always actually thought that um I've seen him have generally better games for Spurs than than not so I've, I've always found it a bit of a mystery why it's never quite worked for him and I've sort of assumed that it's more what he does Monday to Friday than it is actually what he ends up delivering on the on the pitch yeah. um but today I thought he had a great game actually I thought he his energy levels were really high I thought he particularly uh, his quality on the ball was really really good bursting through some of his passing was terrific um and he's unquestionably in my mind oh, I didn't really understand why when Madison was out why he didn't immediately start because he seems feels to me like that's a not an exact rep, not not an exact replacement but it's the closest thing we've got to kind of keeping the system together and putting him in um and so I I hope now that he's he's done enough to justify a running the team because I've always liked him and he certainly looked pretty pumped when he scored today. Like it seemed like it meant quite a lot to him. There wasn't some, you know, kind of nonchalant wave to the bench as if to say he should have picked me anyway. He seemed gen- <laughs> genuinely kind of poro pumped to scored. Yeah.
1: And it was yeah. at my end. So that's all good. That's good. I mean, yeah, I remember when I used to sit in the South um in the Paxton Road, uh, they, they would never score. They would never, ever, ever score. They'd always score in the second half for another, years and years and it just felt like they never ever ever scored in my end and when you sit in the end it feels very far away when they score because you react you can see the other end react and then you have to react to that rather than you react to the goal oh uh, know
2: um, I didn't have the blood I didn't have the glasses on that day neither so <laughs> <laughs> I literally could I, I literally was sat the whole time going and saying what happened there what, what was that <laughs> it, was, it was pathetic but um What's the wrong with the kickoffs? Because they, with kickoffs now, do they not, you're going to say like, no, it's been like this for 10 years, but do they not flip a coin now and decide which, which way you kick off? Is it always, because so. it's always, always, the first half, they're attacking my end, which means the second half, I always am spending the whole game going to the people around me. What happened there?
1: Who
2: yeah, was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to know. Someone leave a review on air of glory on the apple podcasts what is the deal or tweet me or something or whatever it is with um uh with the, with the podcast with the yeah, well. with the with with, with with the kickoff i lost, <laughs> with, stat,
1: with kick-off. I lost that real i lost that for you
2: i'll that. i'd love i'd love to know or rob j tweets someone let me know because i uh, it drives me nuts i'm like why are they kicking off why have i got to watch the first half up this end again i want to see the second half up this end never ever happened so it's been happened for nearly
1: two seasons. It happened with me to be honest. I, it was very, when I was sat in the south in the old White Hart Lane. I really, I still miss it, you know. I've, I've come around to the new stadium, but I still really miss it. Um, yeah. Uh, right then, our, our next fixture is City away. I mean, mm. I mean it could play into our hands a little bit because they will just be at us and we just play on the on the on the, on the um, counter, but. We've got a great record against them. They'll be playing the Champions League, but I mean, but who will who will be back by next weekend? So Basuma's back. Basuma's back. The others, nobody knows.
2: No. Know. So we, um, Richarlison won't be back, will he? So he'll no. go. He's 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 only three weeks out. They reckon a month for him. Mate, so he won't be back. I will.
1: I will predict now that he never plays for us again, uh, and that he goes to Saudi Arabia in January. We just cut it. That, that's my prediction. Just because. Sixty, 60 million quick. I look, well, we could, forty or fifty million of that. I'm sure. So Sar, Sars due back soon, anytime soon. But it's, it's, it's a that was a knock. So maybe we'll see him soon. Basuma's back uh, for the next game. Romero back on the seventh. So not this gamer, as well. And then after that, it's Solomon's. Coming back mid January, session John. I mean, who cares? With all due respect to him, but who cares? Mm. Madison mid January, Van Der Ven mid January, give or take. Paris hitch out for the season. <laughs> so you get the call in the week, mate, and
2: Costa uh, Coblu's got COVID, and you're on the bench. You're the manager next Saturday. Where do I start? Uh, <clears throat> who's who, who? are you playing at the back to deal with Haaland?
1: I don't know because it's, I, di-
2: it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you you definitely don't want to give that responsibility to Emerson,
1: Emerson <laughs> or Davis. Imagine Davis, bless him. Like you know, I love Davis. He's Welsh captain now, but he oh, yeah. he, he will just get turned. He'll just. I think
2: he, I I honestly think it'll be like one of those things where you know when you accidentally run past a feather, and uh, and the feather sort of he'll be like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I haven't thought about that. Be, I, I honestly don't know.
2: It's got to be what, dire, isn't it? It's got to be dire to try and it, get close to him. But, Good grief.
1: That's quite a horrific thought, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I was and thinking what, it today. Who is going to play centre-back against Haaland?
1: Because I, I, oh. I can't even think of a midfielder I'd put in there, because before I might even go, fuck it, let's put uh, let's put Bent Kerr in there. But honestly, you might have to play a <clears throat> a three and put someone like Hoiberg or Skip literally just in front of the three and say, do not lose this man. I mean, he's six,
2: two He's like, he, he can
1: run a hundred meters
2: in like 10 and a half, 11 seconds. He's strong as anything. He's two footed and he's good with his head. So it certainly will be no disgrace to the Spurs defense if they can't keep hold of him because nor can any other defense. He scored 50 goals in 48 games. But I do think that you've got to turn up with kind of an ambition to try to do something about it. And so, therefore, what do you do? I think well, it's a tough one. I was thinking about it today
1: because I'd go, "Well, Mickey Van Der Ven's perfect for that because he's yeah. rock hard, he's yeah. rapid." And then I go, oh, "Okay, yeah. well, he's not available. Romero, Romero, would just kick him all the game." Okay, yeah. can't have him. Oh my God, we've got Eric Dyer. I, I,
2: I can't see any route out of Eric Dyer. Romero kept him quiet, Haaland last, yeah. last season. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's. I mean, I'm guessing today Dyer didn't play. Because of the speed of Watkins, I'm guessing, and he thought he would just get turned inside out. But <clears throat> they, their their offside goal and their actual goal were both, you know, really because we didn't have anybody over five foot eight that can jump um, to, to deal with those, those. I mean, those crosses were sort of, yeah. you know, so, Sunday league uh, Sunday league crosses, really. So, um, they. I, I, I mean, look, I, <clears throat> I think next. They've, they've got the capacity next week to go and score some goals for us, to be honest. You really do. Um, but they've, I, I mean, it could be like 8-7 eight, eight, or something. I just don't know how, I, if, I don't know how they're going to, I don't know how they're not going to concede every time City attack.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Dog scares me as well. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Gotta be, it's going to be a good game. Mate, the next two, West Ham. What a game that is. 15th, yeah. It's eight fifteen,
2: yeah,
1: on a Thursday evening, yeah. Ange hasn't seen anything like that before. He won't have had that atmosphere here. Obviously, he would have had it at Celtic, but he would have had it here. He He won't have had. We haven't played anyone that super defensive yet, and we're at home, so it, it's going to be even worse for them. They're going to be playing lumpy long balls.
0: Yeah, that's going Antonio, to be horrific.
2: Antonio. So, Romero, we I'll be back for that game, money
1: yeah so I'm I'm less concerned I just I'm going to be interested to see how well oh, I mean Sun always turns up doesn't he for West Ham so that's mm. that's really good he needs he, I must admit I I thought he was I thought his goal that was offside
2: which I didn't I mean obviously I guess it was offside because of R but it didn't look offside to me but I thought other than that I thought he was quite quiet today so he um he needs he needs to step up a bit I think but um yeah yeah, and then we got Newcastle, don't we, at home?
1: Then we got Newcastle, which is a huge game, because they just score goals. You've got, they're beatable, mm. and I would still argue we've got a huge amount of class, um, yeah. and they're playing the same night as us. So it's Thursday, Sunday, I think. So yeah. that will be entertaining, that game, I think.
2: Three, three really hard games, I me.
1: Yeah, and then Forest then Everton. Uh, I do, you know, I love Everton. Some people hate them. I love them. Like they're the worst run club in in Europe. They're awful. Bless them. I don't mean to be patronising. Like they've just been hit with the the harshest penalty ever. Hopefully that sets a precedent for Chelsea or and uh, City. But I thought the penalty was, I mean, it was disproportionate. But I guess I don't have
2: any kind of ledge to. I don't have any sort of level to benchmark it against. So it feels disproportionate. But I'm sort of hopeful that 12 months from now, when we see the fine and the punishment that City get or a bit later on Chelsea get, we'll realise that actually Everton's punishment was entirely proportionate. That's kind of my hope, because if it isn't and if... I mean, I think it's really easy just to jump on the bandwagon and say, well, City have had 115 charges against them, so therefore they're basically they're going to get <clears throat> relegated to the, you know, the Rymans or whatever. It's probably not called that anymore. But, but of course, that's only if they've actually done the things that they're being accused of. But on the, if we assume for just a moment that they're guilty of at least half of those things, then I would like to think that a £10.300 million penalty um is proportionate versus what's going to happen to them um because if not then i think it's a new low a real new low for corruption in football in this country
1: yeah i mean the, the big difference is everton cooperated said we did wrong what what's going to happen to us we're well, sitting saying we've got we haven't done anything wrong and they're going to have the world's highest paid lawyers looking at this case so it's going to be interesting you would hope that it just seems so obvious to an outsider that they're pumping that team full of money um and some of it legally right like ffp is about basically your spend and how much you make and if you have a sponsorship like if you have a look at atletico madrid sponsor it's an airline um which doesn't exist and won't be flying any planes for two years that's legal that's fine it's just a way to pump money in. You buy the stadium, you rent it to them for a pound. All that sort of stuff is legal. Everton just mismanaged and spend. They said they didn't get enough value from from us for Richarlison. And they say Covid's really hit them where they lost a few players on freeze um, when they could have sold them during Covid times. So I'd say every club's in that same position. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You'd hope it, they are there to set a precedent. It just means
2: Chelsea. I, 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 I think that the... I mean this may be completely impossible i'm sure it is because it's now too corrupt and there's too much money a bit but it feels to me like like a regulator in football and all that sort of stuff is just completely pointless because you know chelsea will say well we're operating within the rules you know it's a three-year loss and actually when you look at you know these are eight-year contract aggregated over that time the loss is this and we're selling these academy players and you know, we're basically we're gaming the system completely legally. So if if these clubs and these teams and these owners have got the wealth that they now have and they are therefore able just to disproportionately game the system, then the only solution is that there is a salary cap and there is a transfer cap. And the transfer policy is completely turned upside down, yeah. And and therefore, the best players become the best players, but everyone starts off equal, and um, it's down to coaching, and it's down to you know, a little bit like it is in um, in the NFL, right? Where, and that feels to me like for most of the owners, that's the model that they want to go down anyway. Kind of narcissistic, yeah. All about me owners, and um, it, I I cannot see a way out for football. It it, it would if if that isn't the model that it, that it takes. Yeah. Where you know you have different teams winning every year. It's about the competition, and there is just a cap, and clubs are not allowed, not a proportion of their earnings and all of that stuff that can just be gained. There is a cap on what you can spend and how many players you buy and what you pay them uh, each season. It's the only way, I think. But how you get there, God knows.
1: You need to have that salary cap enforced in all major leagues then, though, because one of the problems Mm -hmm. rugby's got here is that there's salary caps um, and then you go to France and the salary cap isn't as strong there. And so all the players go to France because they can make loads of money. Um, That's right. And it's just a mess. It's really depressing. But then you go, well, how many sports aren't there just for profit? Uh, for for owners to take take profit out of the out of the club, so our passion is their is their profit engine, and it, it is depressing. But I don't know and, it...
2: I, and and do you know what, mate, I think that's fine. But this to me feels like it's gone from that yeah. to now being effectively sort of. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm certainly not an expert in this, but but it feels to me like it's money laundering. That's what it feels like to me. (laughs) And it it feels to me like it's money laundering, like it's corrupt. And it's corrupt within the rules of the game and it's corrupt generally. And basically everyone's everyone's making out of it. The government, the FA, the Premier League, the clubs, the owners, everyone's, the UEFA, FIFA. And so nobody has a vested interest to fix it. That's how it feels to me. Yep.
1: Anyway.
2: Yep. Um, Who's the fault? I was there today. You know, I'm uh, I'm going against West Ham. You're wearing your I'm, kit. I, and I'm wearing, I'm wearing my kit. And, yeah. uh, and I'll be there against Newcastle. So, yeah. you know,
1: shame on me. They've got us. Yeah, yeah. They've got us. <laughs> Uh, it's just gone full time in the women's game where Spurs have lost 7 0 to Man City. So, hopefully, that's not a bit of uh, a <laughs> <laughs> prediction of what's happened on the week. Yeah, it's, a bit it's of one thing. of those just get it, get it done, isn't it? Get it done. That is,
2: it's, even, even for those amongst us don't particularly drink, a couple of glasses of wine and enjoy it no matter what. It's one of those. That's
1: it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the best Spurs team. We've seen a long time. It's the best city team we've seen in a while. Don't know, go and watch Doku. Go and watch Grealish. Go and watch, it just seems like a top lad. I've really, really enjoyed what Grealish has been doing. It just seems like a good. He he's the positive light in football at the moment. I think the yeah. way he stops and talks. There's a fantastic clip on it. I'm sure it's gone viral. Is it the girl? The little girl? The,
2: girl. the little girl when the Champions League medals were handed out. And I and the stuff in the press lines and stuff like that. I think you could almost. Sort of cynically say, I oh, he knows he's in front of the cameras and stuff," but not that one, not that one. That one in the lineup. That and yeah. I and that and because not that one, the others aren't that either. Yeah. He's just gen, he is just genuinely he's because he's he's um his sister's yeah. got additional needs, is not she? And so yeah. he's he's just genuinely understands it, and he's clearly a multi multi millionaire regular bloke. Is what he okay. is.
1: He's just yeah. a good person. I think, yeah. you know, there's yeah. good and bad in all walks of life and he's just a yeah. good person. And People whinge about how there's not enough personalities in the game. I think they're there. I think they're hidden away from the cameras now. Yeah. But he's just willing to live his life up front and I think they may not be drinking and going out fighting all the time but the characters are still there and he's one and we should definitely celebrate him for that. 100%. Yeah. And I really like how he stuck with it. Like he went huge money over there, didn't nail it first year, come back, and now he's one of the most important players. So all credit to Jack Greenish. Hopefully he breaks his leg next week. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and well, look. The the last
2: thing about the City game I want to say is is that in football you never know. stranger things have happened, mate. We got a, we got a so so record up at the Etihad, and uh, you just never know. That's why it gets us.
1: Can I ask you, uh, before we go, one last thing. Jack sent me a video uh, of someone talking about the best British player of all time, and he says Gareth Bale. Your thoughts on that? Best British player. That includes English, obviously.
2: <laughs>
1: so I don't agree with that.
2: Um, I th- I think that Gareth Bale had probably the most sensational 18 months at, Spurs. At, at well, maybe two years. That kind of.
1: I'm talking that, best that, British player the, of British yeah, player. yeah, yeah. So,
2: so for me, he he had an absolutely sensational kind of 24, 30 months at the back end of Spurs and at the beginning of Real Madrid, where he was unquestionably, in my opinion, the best player in the world at that time. But I think the best British player, but he did, but to consistently season after season. For me, I would say it would be a tot-up between Bobby Charlton and Harry
1: Kane. Harry Kane?
2: Yeah. Every season he's done that. Every single season you put your money on, you put your absolute mortgage on him every year, he's going to score 25 goals this year bang he does it bang he does it bang he does it he's gone to, he's gone to germany and he you know he's doing what's he called 19 goals in like 12 games or something he, i i think he's going to go down as one of if not the best strikers of all time i think and, oh god yeah um and so for me i would say that for consistency and delivery He's less spectacular than Bale, but he beats Bale in my eyes. But for me, personally, even though he's not my era, uh, the best British player of all time for me is Bobby Charlton.
1: Yeah, Bale got five Champions League winning medals. Yeah,
2: they but, yeah, I know. For but, a few uh, uh,
1: I'm, not, I'm not saying yes or no. I, I would argue is. But in, in Wales, we talk about John Charles, who was a centre-forward and a centre-back. And some people say he he was just active in the 40s, 50s and 60s. And so we we don't really talk to him about But if you go to Juventus, they'll call him one of the greatest players they've ever had. And a lot of people, (laughs) way more learned than me, say he's the best best Um, player ever.
2: And, and a lot of people write off the kind of older players, don't they? And to be honest, I don't think about it very often either. But when you actually look at the footage of the game in the 40s and 50s, and especially well, for the, in the 50s, not much in the 40s, and then you look again in the 60s, like they, those guys were playing on, you know, they were playing in sludge, basically, with a heavy leather ball and crack boots. And still, some of them would walk into most of the Premier League teams that were out there today if their fitness was comparable. So... I I think I think you write them off he, you know we, we we should not think about them too easily but just go and look up you know Bob Bobby Charlton's story at Manchester United England. He was you know in the Munich air crash, lost the team, came back with back with, with with you know re rebuilt re, rebuilt the team with Busby, won the European Cup, won the World Cup, and just in, in, in Bobby Charlton if if you go back and you look at Manchester United's must win games, England's must win games in the sixties, more often than not you'd see Bobby Charlton's name on Charlton. the score sheet. Yeah, yeah. Not that he I said he was unbelievable.
1: Who's the England player that you you have seen love playing for England? <laughs> just loves playing for England. I'll give you Ian right. He loved playing for England. He was so proud. The yeah. only reason I say is Gareth Bale, you, he, I've never seen anyone more proud to play for his country. He was, think, wasn't he? He was so proud. Bowie. He loved playing for Wales. I think you see that sort of pride in a lot of rugby players. I think because rugby, yeah. in rugby, it's basically you're going to fight. <laughs> you are actually going to fight for your country. Yeah. Excuse me. But there aren't many. I can't think of many England players where you go and you look at them and you go, "You are proud to play for your country." Like in,
2: in trying, the in, in the current era, in the current era, Kane, yeah. But in the current era, they're all a bit mumbly at the national anthem, and they? I used to love Stuart Pearce. ASD, yeah, Stuart it. Pearce. I loved Stuart Pearce. Adams, I thought was always really proud yeah. to stick the shirt on. Neville um, loved playing for England. Keon loved it. Beckham loved playing for England. Beckham,
1: Beckham's Beckham,
2: Beckham loved Beckham's the playing one. for England um and uh but but they are a bit we, we don't seem to uh, if you think about the when it, like, when have you ever seen a brazil or argentina team where they're not absolutely like uh, you know or well, an italian team they absolutely live it a
1: don't they bunch, though, and, won't know. Yes, and
2: our, our, our 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 guys are a bit less uh, a bit less about it but i i, I think there's I, I think they're few and far between but i but I do agree with you gareth bale um you know, he should. Uh, has, he, is he, has he not been knighted, Gareth Bow? He
1: should be, his not he? He's Welsh. They hate us. The, the royal family. Is that right? Um, yeah, fair. yeah. They, all, they hate all Welsh people. Oh, but the, um, fair, fair enough. That's, well, that's why they've got a Prince of Wales who doesn't live in Wales and doesn't speak Welsh. And <coughs> know, it's a, it's a patronising uh, title. But... Bale if he had Ronaldo's mentality, I think he would have been the best player in the world because I think if physically yes. he's he's one of the he's a bit like Haaland but with more pace and power. Obviously his bones yes. are a bit brittle, but I think if he had Ronaldo's mentality, he could he had all the attributes apart yeah, from a right foot. I, be I, I, I,
2: I completely agree with you. And this notion that Messi Ronaldo because of his physique, you can see it, can't you? You can see the work he puts in week to week. But Messi, you always get this impression that he just sort of turns up, don't you? And you know, just sort of runs around. There is no way on heaven's earth he's, he does. You know, the, he, he's he's got as much drive, as much passion, works as hard, and uh, he he's just physically. <laughs> Physically looks a bit different. I think if Bale would have had their mentality and single-mindedness Can you imagine? to l- look after himself more, to get, keep the injuries out, because most of those muscle injuries weren't they, rather than impact injuries. Oh yeah. Then uh, he would have. Uh, he, he, you know, he was unplayable. That 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 eighteen months I saw him at at Spurs at the end. He was unplayable, in my opinion.
1: There um, are many players in the league who are like that. We you, you just no. cannot get near them. Was, no. like that. Yeah, he was, was like that. he was like that. In, he was in the last yeah. few years. There's yeah. not many in the league now. Salah, maybe, but he disappears from games. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. No, Anyways, Bale,
2: but Salah isn't fit to lace up Gareth Bale from that era's boots, I don't think. I'm going
1: to go watch his Champions League final goals because that overhead kick that he scored against Liverpool is it's up there with the Greats, but they never put it on. It's up there with Zidane's one, the one he did at, um, in Hamden. The first El Clasico final for me. Was it the was it the uh, Copa del Rey final? Was it against
2: Barcelona where he Where he gets uh, keep, run off the pitch. He run, he run off he ran off I mean, have you ever seen anything like that before or since? Sensational. I've said that so much this pod, but he he unplayable. There's no other word for it. Yeah. Unbelievable unbelievable player pleasure. and we were privileged.
1: I've said see. it before. Were you at the Inter Milan the home Inter Milan game? Yeah,
2: I was. Yeah, yeah, so I was. I would
1: swap all of my hundreds of Spurs games to have been at that because that must have been rocking. It
2: was. Oh, yeah, it, was. it gives me it goosebumps was. thinking about it I now. was in the East, I was in the East Stand, Lower East Stand that day oh, on, God. on what, what used to be the shelf. Yeah, And uh, yeah, just, I mean, it, it, it's not true that Bale was fleecing in on well because Mike had given up he was playing sort of inside left by that point he's he'd, yeah. he'd, he'd given up yeah he, was, he, he wasn't trying to wasn't trying to take him on but that was the beginning where Bale suddenly realized that he That's actually really, what he, he was unplayable yeah and he suddenly was like ah and that and he never looked back did he ne- never looked back under Harry and he had his best I thought he had his best years under um Billis Bowers under Alba yeah AGB, he did AGB, yeah
1: yeah. Where AVB's, this AVB's thing was, I'm a mini Mourinho, I'm going to be very defensive, and then give it to Gareth Bale. Just give it yeah. to Gareth. Yeah. And it, it worked. I remember seeing his last goal. I remember taking my wife to the last goal. Was it Sunderland at home, his last goal game for us? And yeah. he scored that goal. And they were like all the same, he just picked it up, shifted it onto his left and just smashed it in. <clears throat> they were great days. That half-black, half-grey kit... Those Adidas boots he used to wear, that sort of shaved head with a line in the side. It was just great days.
2: Great days, great days. Aaron Lennon was around then, wasn't he? Was Aaron Lennon there then?
1: Yeah, he was there. I was watching
2: what? a clip of all his, his his best goals and assists on YouTube the other day. <laughs> great lad, Aaron Lennon. What
1: a player! Oh yeah, well, just exciting. He the, <sighs> that was proper Spurs. That was when I was going a lot. It was so exciting watching him play because you know he was limited. Should have scored more. But he scored against West Ham, didn't he? The, no, he scored against the Arsenal. That's all God I'm thinking of. That in the 4-4, he scored the fourth goal in that. Yeah,
2: yeah that's right.
1: And, that's right. The, um, and the I really the appreciate it. That's it. And I really appreciate it. it um, even talking about mental health and that sort of stuff, Like, it takes a lot of strength to do that. So, yeah. Good lad. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. All right, right.
1: mate. Let's talk on the end. I'll speak to you next week, hopefully after a 7-0 batter in man City.
2: Whatever happens, it'll all be good.
1: Well, whatever happens, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Come on, you spurs.
0: I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of Pite Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball. The billow of the net. The beating of the trap and the picking of the lock. The swiftness of thought. The lightness of touch. We are Ginola. Greaves, Klinsman We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath The flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick We are Hoddle, Mabbott, and King We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley We are the hat-trick, the scissor-kick We are Bill Nick That is schoolboy's own stuff We are Blancheflower, Flower, Ardilis, and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.